Assalamu alaikum everyone, I'm here with a very special guest, literally a giant of our community and it's none other than Almir Kolan and uh, today we're here not to talk about Islamic finance which is probably a new thing for brother Almir we're going to talk about something else which is very dear to his heart and that is the famous TV show Erturul or if you're going to pronounce it as you see it in the English letters, Ertugrul, right? <laughs> so, Brother Almir, what is it that actually drew you to this uh, TV show? Because I, I remember it is you who actually told me about it for the very first time. Mm. And uh, you sort of advertised it as the uh, Muslim Game of Thrones, uh, if I remember correctly. <laughs> I actually, that uh, title Game of Thrones came from the video that they made. Uh, what I said was it is the best Islamic uh, TV show uh, for the whole family and uh, it's much better than any of the other Western mm. uh, uh, current popular series that, that are going around. For those of you listening, I think Game of Thrones is probably not the best program to watch. Yeah. Uh, obviously, this is much better. So much better why? What's Absolutely. in it? Well, look, I think uh, after I um, started watching it, uh, actually, I had uh, one of my relatives uh, one day posted comment on m my Facebook and uh, there was discussion about how politics and what's happening around the Muslim world. And she said, all of that and everything else is explained in this uh, TV show. So one night, you know, as you normally are bored and don't know what to do, so you flick through net, 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 what's called Netflix. I said, okay, let me see. And I understood the city was about uh, Ottoman history and stuff like that, but I was not sure how well it is, what it is. So um, I gave it a go, like a couple of episodes. And, and the episodes are quite long as well. Yeah, yeah. On Netflix, they were 45 minutes, right. but like they cut them in sort of that length. But normally, yeah, you're right. It's uh, two and a half hours mm. in original. Mm. So very soon after that, I, I enjoyed... I, I first seen that somehow got me was uh, when when Arturul is uh, you know hunting the deer and he come across what who you know his future wife and he rescue her and he takes uh, makes the kabir and he shoots and then you know um, I I vividly remember that first episode the uh, crusading castle person is calling on crusades to unify Europe against Muslims and then spilling the uh, red um, uh, vine across Muslim lands which was like a map and then it's all flooding in the blood or red vine and I started realizing you know that throughout the series that this is something very interesting so scene after scene his mother his father his whole community I I remember another vivid scene is that when his mother is sending him off into the battle for the first time kind of, and she's comforting him he's saying to him you know the oven cooks the bread but if it is it can also turn him into the dust meaning he he she wanted him to be very brave and same with his father so i think it touches upon certain things that we long in our muslim community which is mm. this honor and dignity you know mm. that there is a clear purpose and at the same time what we are missing when we look at most of our society is some sort of uh, justice and uh, fairness and we want to see in leaders something that 
something of honor, you know, that that, mm. that we used to have. So this whole scenario that takes place display beautifully our culture, our mannerism, mm. how we. Uh, I often say, if you look at the Earth Rule, you will find out if you are the guy what the real man should look like, you know, how he should behave. Mm. Look at him, how he's dealing with his wife, with his uh, children, you know, with his mother, with his father. Same for the for the lady. Look, look how dignified she is, how she's behaving, talking, you know, conducting. And same same way, any kind of relationship, uh, him as a as a son, you know, mm. um, then daughter to the mother, the children. So you can find every. Uh, possible role model in the mannerism and it, it is in a different circumstances all the time the show goes very long so you can see this mannerism unfolds you know even for example when his father is pushing him to marry another person that he does not want to get involved in so you see that tension where normally you obey your father you know and he's struggling with that but that shows you how important obedience is to the father, for example, mm. or to the mother. Or, or for example, when he protects Halime, he's protecting her and he's going into the conflict with the major forces of the day because it's a part of the honor of a tribe to protect the guest. Okay. So there is a principle that you stand for no matter what it is. Mm. You are ready to sacrifice everything to protect the guest. Uh, these days, you, you look at people don't understand the concept of honor mm. somebody takes away from you something and we just give it away I mean we give away more than just bits and pieces of wealth uh, everything we're giving up somebody's taking and nobody's thinking hang on a minute every time somebody takes something from me without my permission they're taking part of my honor so you have a tribe group of people who value their honor so much and especially if you look his father He's valued the honor so much that he is ready to give up his life. So either I'm going to live with honor and dignity or forget it. And for me, looking at that, it's something very, very amazing. Mm. So obviously what I'm getting from you is that as well as being a series which has fantastic imagery, it's also a series about wisdom and morals and values and so mm. forth. And that comes as a huge contrast compared to what we have uh, on, you know, other forms of media where the child is showing disobedience to the parent. Mm. Uh, you know, there's all sorts of moral behaviors which, you know, a Muslim wouldn't particularly, uh, you know, respect due to his values. They're being glorified in some form. Uh, it seems that we have very much the opposite in this particular series. Uh yeah. Where the hero is Muslim and, you know, the values that are being celebrated are Islamic values. Mm. Absolutely. And with this example of that I said about him obeying his father, uh, even through this uh, process, uh, when he is trying to not do what his father is doing, he's struggling with the idea that mm. default is to obey the father, right. no matter what. Mm. But his heart here is... You know, and we, of course, all of us are cheering that he goes with, you know, with what he wants. Right. But even in the way that he conduct himself to eventually get his way is, um, is, is in a very respectful way. Mm. Uh, so, 
so what is celebrated is is the right mannerism and shows you the importance as you say that which we don't see in many western movies which is father is always the dummy the stupid that doesn't know anything mm. you know the kids know everything the old man. parents yeah. are yeah old man very derogatory putting down um even in the modern if you look at the cartoons these days i sometimes go with my kids even generally the man is dummy and stupid so you look at the children cartoon uh, very rarely in the new ones you will find the man is strong competent brave or something mm. he always missing some key elements mm. he is maybe good with the sword but he is uh, irresponsible mm. you know he is something but he is foolish he is childish very and you don't know anymore like amongst these children movies who is the character that is has a masculinity strength these kind of so this is now out of fashion right, 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 right so i think that's why uh, the the uh, some of these norms that we have that we see are very important that, that you that we witness mm. that, that we experience mm. it's true i mean it it makes a great deal of sense and what really sort of interests me is that the main character the hero of the series the series uh, his name is obviously Arturol and he was an actual person within Islamic history yeah, and uh, you know obviously this aim of the series is not necessarily to pray uh, portray the character or the the figure as he exactly was in history there is a bit of leeway fictional leeway which is presented in the form of the series um, what would you have to say about that I I understand that uh, he was um character that did exist and I would say majority of uh, legends are some tales or folk tales it's maybe not based in history entirely but that is absolutely irrelevant mm. to the whole piece so you don't think it diminishes no, anything no no this this you see what what is this why people watch this it's not because it is it historically or accurate every piece and whatever it doesn't mm. it does not make any difference mm. here is something ideologically happening that that um, one of the article in new york times recognized very early on they said what this uh, series on ertuğrul is telling us is what kind of turkey mr he called him erdogan or the turkish government wants because it was done in trt and you know mm. they a bit of a they paid and so on but it they linked the series with intention of what where is turkey going as a country where is turkey going as a country back to its past to its ottoman roots to its values versus where it should be going well you have two forces for last 100 years the west western countries or secular forces wanted turkey to be ashamed of this past mm. so in this series you have two major ideological forces that clash what is the future of turkey is it based on you know whatever came after ataturk being ashamed of who you are or is it embracing your culture your customs you know all of these virtu- virtues that that we see portrayed you know well i think that's a very powerful thing in the sense that you you're using a fictional series a fictional episode to basically address things which are going on in the current era i think that's a very powerful thing and that's why you see it's a resonate because people want more of that they had enough 
of you know Turkey not knowing who they are because if you erase that part what happens to your identity is, is very uh, it, it dis disappears that's why if you look at some other series like Paitite Abdul Hamid again it's okay, a, I'm not familiar with that one so this is the last Sultan Abdul Hamid this is a time uh, when Turkey is going more into the secularization uh, the Khilafah the is Tanzimat, yeah. yes the reforms yeah. the laws are enacted um, the Turkey at that time is become a first country that starts interest loans then there is this like today we would say IMF or World Bank takes much of public administration and they manage Turkey Turkey is losing its reputation wealth other countries are eating away everything inside this uh, Sultan comes who is now religious he's trying to uh, uh, somehow stop this collapse of a nation so he comes a lot of secularization youth is impressed with the Western values at one point one of his minister Pasha's he is telling him Sultan we need to be strong we don't have this, this and that whatever you know we need to be modern like these other nations so he asked this Pasha what is it that you want me to do to reach your objective that you sing he said we need to have more balls you know ball, you know balls this uh, dancing and singing ball oh okay. yeah I don't know how you call it no, ball, ball. well I was thinking yeah. about actual physical balls we need to have more well, they need they need they need some other let's call it uh, some other things that connected with the courage but that's not what he means he means right. that they need to have these singing and dancing like the Europeans are doing you know carnivals and and that will somehow translate in us being something so he said to him he said Pasha we used to rule the world for centuries without these things mm. you understand but he's ruling part where people already are so impressed with these other things you know how they dress in Europe how, what they do education something p playing piano you know like uh, you know things like that uh, and um, he needs to uh, navigate these circumstances and you see that is the more similar to where Muslims are today uh, let's say in Turkey mm -hmm. where there is a political system is democracy Sharia is being sort of pushed aside every other value is made as being appear to be big you know and then you now trying to preserve your identity as a Muslim everything is collapsing going down you have to struggle you know so this is a story of where the Muslims are which mm. path are we gonna take we're gonna take going back to our values true to who we are or we're gonna take you know some other path mm. you know mm. well that's all interesting mashallah um, so going back to the series you've gone through the entire series yes okay that's, that's quite good. a feat yes yesterday uh, was actually Osman the sequel his son I watched uh, that as well uh, yeah five seasons it's a beautiful it's a very relaxing I relax when I watch I really enjoy it and I learn a lot and um, I, I I just find that your heart is full of uh, something you know mm. when, when you watch that so it's really really enjoyable mm. yeah yeah uh, look unfortunately I'm, I'm one of those that never actually made it to the end of season one uh, it seems to be quite an investment unfortunately uh, but it doesn't seem to be the case with you like you you got through it and you're you're reaping the benefits so to speak of 
Look, you, you know, as, as, as you progress, you see them now, even now, now I watch, you see them progression. Mm -hmm. Society is progressing in terms of the, um, how advanced the cities are, the trade, the business, mm. the complexity of the enemies, the scheme, the general lifestyle, everything. There is a huge uh, shift as they take a new land, conquer mm -hmm. different uh, uh, things and forces come into play. For uh, those who don't know, it starts with the... Uh, the the crusaders as the enemy main enemy and then after that it uh, reaches towards the mongols is that yeah right? that's right so you you, you have uh, uh, like crusaders you have um, internally they have a different kind of enemies mm. within uh, tribes and within uh, government mm. um, you have I found this concept of uh, you know the cordoglu very mm. interesting in the sense that you know for those who don't know they have this character called cordoglu and he's from the same tribe as the hero, the main character. But he's someone who works very much against the needs and the you know the requirements or the aims or the goals of the main characters or the heroes. And it shows you basically that no matter how good or virtuous you can be, from your side you will always have different challenges, different enemies. Who, who basically look like you, speak your language, all sorts of things. You know, it's a very powerful message. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why you see today, in reality, in the Muslim world, Muslim always pay the highest price historically from people who carry Muslim names. Even until today, when you see Muslim states are fighting, who are they fighting? Who is fighting? Don't look beyond Sunni. In the Sunni, look at who is fighting who. People with Muslim name fighting other people with Muslim name. And if you don't have an insight and perception like who is who, then you, then you got confused. Why, are they, why is this all happening? So I think uh, I remember the story of a famous Mufti uh, said of Bosnia a long time ago. He said that uh, there was once a forest where the trees were talking. And one day they said, um, one of the three said, there are these, uh, how, how you call people who cut the wood, you know, these woodcutters. Yeah, they are coming with um, with the axes, metal part, you know. They are, they are they, these, me, uh, how, how do you call the head of the axe? Like, is the blade? A, uh, yeah, the blade. Okay, yeah. let's say the blades are coming. Mm. So one of the, these three said, the blades are coming. We are done, we are mm. finished. Then one old tree said, are they coming with the young trees, young ones? They say no. He said then, don't worry about it. What he's trying to say is that, you see, the blade of the axe mm. by itself, what it can do? Mm. Nothing. You can't chop the wood with that. Right, right, right. What you need is to put a piece of wood mm. to make it as a leverage, isn't it, to hit? Right, right. right. So you need a handle. The blade itself forget nothing. But that handle is made from what from the younger trees other mm. trees itself so you need a tree to cut the tree <laughs> with the help of the blade right so he's saying if our young trees are not with those blades these blades will not harm us mm. you know it's very profound so this is how we in our history have the same thing what cuts us always where the deepest cuts come is mm. from those who are close to us mm. Mm. That's one thing one of the, seri uh, the series tries to portray in the sense that 
the most dangerous of enemies is the one that is inside, you know, because they're sowing the seeds of enmity. Uh, they're doing all sorts of danger within, you know, uh, within the 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 heroes' camps, basically. And uh, I suppose even from a community level, there's some wisdom in that as well. Like, you know, I'm sure a lot of these uh, Muslim communities, they have their own kordoglu, you know, doing sowing the seeds of enmity somehow in some fashion. That's right. And if you look at what motivates him, usually he is uh, coming and making decisions from the place of certain weaknesses where he does not. His, his imagination is such that he cannot imagine scenario where we win, where mm. we become upper hand. Mm. So everything become like, how can I compromise to live another day? How can I mm. give, you know, and trade something for something? So it's always this constant sort of lower hand survival never sort of standing right. up for anything right i mean there's a contrast between himself and the hero the hero is thinking about his tribe and how to succeed and how to serve others his values serving his mother his father all of that sort of stuff whereas cordoglu you know he's thinking about what can benefit him yes what interests can he acquire what relationships can he make in order to further his own particular goal and interestingly while he's making deals with everybody else, he can never imagine himself going against anybody. He can very well imagine himself going against his own people. Mm. For that, he has no problem. Cut them, demolish them, overtake them. For that, he immediately starts plotting. And he risks everything. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's true. I mean, even in, in the, within the series, he's, he's willing to harm those who are closest to him if... If I'm uh, not uh, mistaken, Kordoglu is actually the uncle of the hero. You know, he should be the closest to him, but nonetheless, you know, he's, uh, you know, doing all sorts of things, you know. It brings to mind, you know, examples like Abu Lahab and so forth. Yes. So one of the things that, um, you know, I've also noticed within the framework of the series is that there are some parallels which can be made also to the prophetic biography, you know, the seerah of the Prophet So I think part of that might have been done purposely to sort of make, you know, uh, naturally cause certain correlations to occur once those those similarities are sort of made. Um, do you have any thoughts about that? I think the uh, writer and creators of this series purposely enriched the series with uh, a lot of wisdom. Obviously, you have uh, scholars who are guiding uh, leaders. They're, they're working very closely. Although they portray Ibn Arabi, and that's maybe not historically accurate. Maybe mm. they never met, and I don't think Ibn Arabi was portrayed. But again, that's not the uh, issue. That's not the point. Uh, yeah. The point was that what a series portray is scholarship that is very brave and influences scholars and keeps them grounded and the scholars who respect that advice. The other point you can mention, uh, perhaps, is that, that the scholar in this case, you know, the, the religious person, he's being seen as someone that's respectful, that's worthy of going to and asking for help or advice. Uh, whereas in some of the, you know, uh, modern uh, TV shows, the religious person is seen as the idiot, basically. He's seen mm -hmm. as the fool. And, you know... Uh, the religious person, whether it's a priest in a church or whatever the case may be, just someone that you just don't go to. Just like we said before, when the, when we started with the f uh, parents and the father portraying him as idiots, you know, that was actually one of the tricks 
uh, how they got us to disrespect the scholars uh, during the communism periods. Uh, and the thing was that uh, they would make all kind of jokes about scholars, you know. So they wanted to normalize joke and the scholars and things mm. like that. So here in this series you see completely opposite. The scholar is well respected mm. and he is uh, not somebody who is trying to profit from the leader or something like that. He is genuinely brave, strong, intelligent and relevant. Mm. So when he tells, when he finds Ertuğrul in a hard moments, doubts, a uh, leader needs to make a decision which way or that, he strengthens him. Mm. him to make a resolute decision just like his mother you see so scholars come from one angle strengthen him his father through some other kind of examples but what is the one fascinating thing how his mother and his wife mm. so you see this dynamic relationship like these days we we don't understand the role of other mm. people or scholars or what is that men bring what is his strength what about yeah. woman her strength what about whatever we see, we, we are illiterate in this. Yeah, yeah. This show obviously portrays human different strengths and they all come into the mm, play. And mm. because he's obviously grounded in Islamic theology, uh, he brings these references from the life of the Prophet yeah. or the Quran and in a very profound way pain the situation, encourage solve the mystery or something yeah so yes it's uh, there, there are a lot of lot of one of the things that uh, is worthy of mentioning is the fact that he has a very meaningful relationship with his mother and uh you know logic would dictate if there was going to be any relationship shown on screen it would be with himself and his father the father is obviously the the ruler right mm. he's the one that's mostly remembered in history right but the point I believe that is trying to be established is that his mother is the one that imparted these values on him. She's basically responsible for who he is as a man. And that's, you know, one of the, the finer things which the series seems to portray. She's the one who is giving him guidance, uh, giving him advice, you know, uh, imparting any kind of real wisdom onto him. And it just goes to show you how much a leader is in need of a good upbringing I think when I compare probably one of the most loved characters is his mother she has such a way with the tribe with the people with, with him with everybody that is just something that um, I think recently they put a what is it that makes her so powerful character you know and so what everybody was asking, uh, answering in the comments is the things that everybody seen their mother. You know, her love, uh, support, care, these kind of things. This is for the men, especially, it's, it's very critical. His mother and wife, they have the most. I usually talk, when I talk with my daughters, you know, I, I, and, you know, in general, when I talk to the young people, I say that the men, they have some hard power. They, mm. they, there is something about... Uh, 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 competence and the strength that men brings that that is uh, that is very hard in nature. Uh, the, the 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 power that women bring they bring some kind of a soft power, mm. softer approach, soft power which is completely different thing. So, for example, if you look at the father of Ertuğrul, when he approached something, he's very principled, black and white, 
I'm I'm gonna die for this and he inject in Ertuğrul this clarity of the mm. principle now knowing the clarity of the principle having that burden accepting the burden based on how your father because remember there's a study is done uh, uh, kids when they look at the father what he's doing they think whatever the father is doing it's important that's why there is a high correlation accepting religion and continuing if the father is practicing in the home but with the mother it's something else you see Ertuğrul has that burden but it's heavy mm. night before the battle he needs something else that will motivate him make him carry the burden mm. Mm. excite him about the responsibility mm. that's where mother comes mm. so she injects something that makes him all come together mm. she completes him mm. she puts him together and b- on back of that he goes same with his wife she encourages him so that is the most critical part of the soft power that completes the man mm. who is then able to gladly sacrifice and go forward mm. well you sort of touched upon another theme of the series which is uh, chivalry and uh, one of the things that I've noticed in, in, in one or two of, of the episodes is that, uh, you know, the, the treatment or the respect that the main character gives to women. Even there's a villainous character somewhere in the, in the first season and uh, he, he, he says something to the effect, were it not against the uh, practice or the sunnah of the Prophet wasallam, I would have punished you or something like that. Uh, to, he says this to the villain, the, the female villain. And obviously, I, I believe one of the things that they're trying to show is that, you know, Islam is, again, respectful towards women. Uh, it's not, you know, uh, a situation where you would find, again, Islam sort of represented in other forms of media, where the man, Muslim male, is the misogynist, etc. and so forth. Absolutely. Now, having gone much further into the series than I have, have you noticed any of, of that? Yes, yes. Uh, in fact, it is um, when you look at uh, the modern discussion about, uh, you mentioned misogyny, you know, other people could throw in patriarchy or whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, these words these days. Uh, actually, the, the, what we see in that series is another reality. You see, most of people look at that, look at the Ertuğrul. He, he has that power he's a leader and everything but the way he is when man is str- strong and he's uh, confident in who he is he does not have a need to put somebody down or abuse anybody or harm anybody regardless of what they do to him if the man is confident and he has that sense of himself I usually give the following example the Prophet ﷺ said that the best of you, the strongest one is the one who can control the temper, isn't it? To control himself. That's the strength. And who needs to control this temper is the person who can punish somebody. If you are a weaker party, let's say you go to your boss, you, I don't need to tell you to control your temper. You're not going to scream at the boss, you know, but Mr. Boss, where is my pay? You're going to say, please, Mr. Boss, you know, please, you know. Who needs to control is one with the power, mm. you know. So because he can easily go over the board and, mm. you know, parents to the kids, you know, husband or, you know, usually men towards the woman because he can easily. 
That's what the Prophet is saying is that treat a woman kindly. That's the hadith of the mm-hmm. rib. Mm-hmm. The point is not the rib and bent, bent and loose and that. The point mm-hmm. is what is the idea here? Mm-hmm. Treat it kindly. Be mm-hmm. kind. So here what you see is if person is strong. So the I, advice I give to some of the students in the mentoring class with the boys. I say okay let's say I have my son. He's already 11 years old. Now I when I was young I used to do kickboxing. Okay, now I try to train my son a little bit to do punching and this and that. Now, okay, so I put my fists, my hands up. So he tried. But now he doesn't have a sense of what it means to hit the person in the body. So I say, okay, pillow, this, this, this. Eventually I say, let's fight. But in a fight, I will get my hands, you hit me in the body, like, hmm. punch me. Right, right. You understand? Right. Now, it's not, he, 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 it's not easy to handle that. You know, I, but I want him to feel when he punched me in the body, it's a different thing. Mm. Now I can take, I'm stronger than him, obviously, <laughs> you know. Now think about this scenario. I bring my hands and he punch me mm. and I punch him back. Right, what right. kind of father is that? What, who is that? Oh, what do you, you punch me, boom. <laughs> yeah. If I'm really stronger than him, I will raise my hands and take the hits. And then I will hug him and kiss him and we have a good time. I will enjoy it, and which I do. I, it, it does sometimes, it hits me sometimes, it hurts me a little bit. But I want to train him and I don't mind taking the hit. So a man who is strong, he will take a hit emotionally or physically or whatever. And, and, and good men take the hits. That's why, by the way, men die years younger than women, you know, because they don't mind. In reality, you know, they will do most dangerous job. They will yeah. jump in front okay. of and sometimes we think, oh, look at these men, they do foolish things. But that's that attitude to sacrifice that actually, which they told toxic, you know, it, that makes the men jump in the burning building to f- save somebody. Or yesterday you've seen that the woman who was beaten in Sydney, when, when, when the guy went, jump, pulled the guy, while everybody was still in shock. Mm. So the guy who is confident, the man who is confident in that thing, he will actually, in terms of the treating of the wife and everything, he will not, uh, he will position himself uh, with the utmost kindness to her. Mm. And that's what we see with the, with the Arturo. The man who is confident, he look and operate in different di- dimension, you know. So while they have a hierarchy, okay, And in hierarchy, usually men are drawn to who is where in hierarchy. Men love hierarchies of who is above me, lower, and you know, whatever. What we need to understand and what is unfolding in our eyes is two hierarchies, which are different if we pay attention. So the first one is where you have this masculine or order of power and ranking hierarchy, which men love. Women usually they don't like this. They, 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 something annoys them about these kind of things. But men love these things, you know. But there's another hierarchy, which is a network. And this is where uh, it's direct approach human to human. Mm. So both of these hierarchy exist. Typically in hierarchy, which is hierarchical, men tend to dominate with the functions and mm. things and jobs and stuff. In the networking structure, the women usually dominate. 
So for, I'll give you an example. So let's say, for example, traditionally, Islamically, father is the head of the household. Traditionally, you know, you have a father, then whatever, whatever, whatever. And he is like, but he is not like, like in my house, I'm not telling people what to do, how to do. It's just usually that means when there is an issue, you know, it need to be resolved, you know, you try to help. But it runs. But for example, my wife or the woman, let's say, the way they operate usually is the networking directly. Mm. So they are the center of that hierarchy. So usually when you think about in life, you have two of these hierarchies. One is more like a network. Mm. One is more hierarchical to do things, to accomplish things. So one deals with things in life and the network deals with the people. Now, usually hierarchies that deals with things and objects Usually men dominate. Mm. Not always, but usually. Usually when we talk about handling the people and softer side of things, the women, they have this emotional intelligence, whatever. But that one is different from this one because this directly deals with human beings where this one deals with objects. And that's why when we think that mother, heaven is under the feet of the mother because her role, central role in all of these things when you look at it, everybody has a mother. Everybody came from mother. So she's on the top of all of these things. So mother or a woman or a wife, in terms of hi hierarchy, let's say, of this love and, you know, soft side, always they would be in a network connected and everybody would depend them greatly. Just like in the other sense, you'll see men mostly draw. But these two hierarchies and network and hierarchy, they come together. Mm. So they are somehow mixed up in a, in a life. Mm. So what you then see is when where they interact, you have this beautiful mannerism, how the man is behaving, how the woman is mm. behaving, you know. And, and you come to the most fundamental learning of the human behavior. When I, I observe this from the Sunnah and from this, which is, for example, what you find in this is that usually when it comes to men, he likes to be respected for that strength. Mm. Because what he's bringing and think he's bringing or wants to do is some competent strength and things like that. Right. You know, with women, she wants to be, um, you know, as a man, you know, the best thing for men is to respect him. Don't disrespect the guy, you know. But the best man can do to his wife is be gentle. You know, it's a different thing. She she wants more of a, of a, something gentle. Don't be like harsh. Don't be rough. Don't be because she operates on the, that is her soft energy and mindset and the way that she brings herself into the life. Where this guy he, you know, that's why another story quickly. Just I say to the to highlight this example, you know, and that's what, what's highlighted in this story of her. It's all of this example, which if you don't, if we don't notice in real life, we will miss. Mm. I was playing a game with my son and the daughter, and I try to tell them what I notice about them. And I look at them, how they behave differently in the game, and I try to say, look, isn't it interesting just observing you how men and women are different? And I said uh, to them, they are kids, but, you know, I try to talk about these things that as I notice I say look with a woman you know if uh, she is in a situation and, and and I know I'm always texting or snapchatting with my kids you know every day they have streaks and other things you know mm -hmm. every day you 
with a woman usually any woman it's kind of like and I'm more talking this in mind when they are tomorrow like married or something like that like the woman would normally expect the guy to s constantly tell her reassure her that he loves her for example you know like text her a message I love you no like or some mm. some of these things all right so I'm trying to explain to my daughter from the guy's perspective when the guy tell let's say man tells a woman I love you okay I'm trying to say to her from our perspective unless I tell you otherwise that stands I mean that could be in 10 years 50 years doesn't matter I tell you January 1st 2019 I love you until I withdraw that statement I don't need to you should always assume <laughs> That's in men's brain called efficiency, right. productivity. You said it once. You check the boxes forever. <laughs> now, how, as soon as I said that, I wanted to explain to the, something my daughter goes, she said, I hate that. That's so dumb. I said, I understand from your perspective, unless, and I know, like, unless I tell you every day and show the kindness and love and this, you know, it's like, it's not there anymore. So every day I have to check in, you know, like swipe the card every day. So you have two opposite views. So what I was trying to get is that if your husband doesn't tell you every day, you should understand that. But same for the husband, because your wife wants it, for example, you should try to make an effort. So maybe you do it five out of seven days okay. a week. So you push yourself to make a compromise. She push herself to make a compromise. So. And that's that beauty, actually, because no one is, you know what, no one is asking in this battle of the sexes, you know, and the uh, powers, the structures and whatever, mm. somebody, nobody's asking what will make us happy. Mm. When you look at Arturo and his wife, they're happy. He's doing his job, he's, she's doing his, her thing. They're best in, they're, they're, they're giving themselves, they're partners, they're working together with their strengths. Sometimes... Uh, you know, I mean, they, they come in all sorts of situations. But we have today forgotten how to be happy, how to have a joy, how mm. to understand each other. We became illiterate in who we are. So only in the uh, uh, only we, way to learn it is to visually see. That's why scholars used to say about adab, manners, is that you can only learn it by observing people who have mm. it. And so in this series, when we look at the people who have it, at least in this fictional world of film, we get a glimpse of how it is that men should behave, or a woman, or society. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting, and it's, it's interesting where the conversation has gone. We're talking about uh, relationship dynamics and gender dynamics. Uh, I think that sounds like an episode in and of itself. But uh, as we wrap up, uh, how would you uh, sort of encourage someone who hasn't gotten past season one to keep on going? What is the selling point? Uh, well, <laughs> it's... Uh, You've basically done a lot during these last uh, few uh, moments or so, but how would you sort of encourage someone to do that? I, I I think most of people, if they have some time and they get into it, they usually trigger some of these things that they start noticing. Uh, I think um, 
if it isn't doing it for you, Arthur will maybe try skip, try Osman that is coming, or try another Abdul Hamid. Yeah. Some, there this are, is there going are to give rise to more Islamic yeah, states. Yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And, um, and, uh, and, you know, I know some people, they like Abdul Hamid because it's more contemporary politics. Mm. And there is another one, Mehmet Chik, there is Ali Azerbaijan, there's few of these. So try different ones, see what works for you. I would encourage also younger people to start watching and sort of get mm. engaged. Mm. I think uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great way to sort of... You were recently featured in a Turkish newspaper article uh, about your love for the series um, for since obviously I can't read Turkish I don't understand Turkish can you basically give us a gist of what was well, I try to say today Turkey is leading the Muslim world in terms of uh, this resurrecting this dignity about our lifestyle and and our role in the world and this is resonating with people that's why you see um, this is a series about founders of Ottoman Empire and then Arabs are watching uh, people from subcontinent from Africa from you know Europe from Australia like uh, every color every whatever even non-muslims you see watching so this is human traits and something that we don't see in the world even today if you look at the moral leadership where is the moral leadership in the world leaders like look at the leaders we have so I think there is a lot that, uh, and as a society, I did some study of the, uh, in Turkey, you have people, 90% of people say that they watch TV five hours a day, five hours a day. And so, um, five hours, five a hours day. yeah, wow. that's average. And if you look at Turkey is producing 150 series a year, it's one of the biggest export, oh, 300 wow. million dollar worth of export now we only have like let's say one percent two three percent of islamically acceptable mm. uh, so i believe that there is a huge opportunity because when this series was uh, shown it hit broke all the record it became the most watched series in turkey and around the world so what my prediction is that we will see more and more uh, countries starting to copy this you know I see some unfortunate trend in some countries where they are trying to put down the uh, uh, this uh, this uh, Ottoman Eritrea, yeah. you know. They are bringing, uh, you know, but I think those people who have idea to create the nationalism between different people mm. uh, will see that uh, people want to recognize justice and fairness in this series and they will not go for uh, cheap shots and divisions. So I, I, I believe that there is a great uh, need and uh, I, I hope that we will have something like a Netflix type of service that will unify and more money will be invested uh, because definitely there is a market. Pe people want people to imagine how it could be. Mm. They want to be inspired by something. Mm. And that's, uh, I think, a, a good place to uh, put the conversation to a stop. We want to be inspired. And that's part of what the goal between this podcast is. We want to sort of look at those people who are active in the community and doing something and uh, who want to be inspired. And inshallah, we'll have you uh, on again to discuss uh, either Urtarol again or uh, something related to your field of speciality, Islamic finance. And by the way, 
Uh, Al Mir's got a great podcast on Islamic finance. Anyone who wants to uh, access that, they can access it. Uh, how do they access it? Well, if you Google my name, Al Mir, uh, and um, you can you can find me. Just put my name in the engine, and it, you'll find my website with all the links, YouTube channel, and Facebook. Page. Some very useful uh, YouTube videos as well. Thank you very much. Mm. Always, we'll end it here. Any last words? Well. As they say, hey, wallah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me and I wish you all the best. Salaam alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Jazakum Allah khair.